I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Welcome back, everyone, and happy Tuesday. In today's episode, we are going to take the concept of curiosity over discipline and turn it into a practice. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. The rose for today is that my husband and I entered this micro fiction contest. Um, Basically, it's a short piece of fiction. You do 250 words. um, And we got to round two. And this weekend, we participated in round two. And it's just a fun way to kind of get creative over the weekend and do something a little bit out of the ordinary. They give you a genre, they give you a certain word you have to use and a certain scene that has to be included. And then the rest is up to you. So it was a really fun thing to do this weekend and definitely my rose. My bud, the thing I'm looking forward to is that my birthday is a week from the day this podcast goes live. If you know me in real life, you know that I love my birthday. I always have. It's just like one of the things that I live to celebrate, and next week is the week. I'm pumped. I'm going to celebrate. I've been celebrating kind of all month long, but um, I'm going to really indulge all week next week. And then my thorn is, y'all, you know, health insurance is just insanity. Figuring it out, figuring out how to manage it, all of the health costs, it's just bonkers. I have to basically like I we don't have health insurance. So um or I don't personally have health insurance as a individual. Um and I have all these medical bills and I have to basically call all of them and negotiate and if you are a 7 you probably with me on this. Like this is not my happy place. This is not my zone of genius. This is just not what I do and not what I do well. Um it feels very tedious and It is definitely my thorn. Okay, let's dive into today's episode. If you haven't already listened to the episode from yesterday titled Curiosity Over Discipline, I encourage you to head over there and check it out first because it's going to give you some needed context for today's exercise. But as a refresher, I'm making the case that when it comes to lifestyle changes, it's more beneficial for you to approach them with compassionate curiosity instead of self-discipline. Meaning, I just want you to ask yourself why something isn't working and what would make it more functional instead of demanding that you show up as you've decided as soon as you've decided. This doesn't mean that sometimes it won't feel like work or that it will always be easy. Instead, it's just getting more clear on what needs to change and offering yourself gentler ways to make those shifts. It takes your inner conversation from I should be able to wake up at 5 a.m. and go for a three-mile run tomorrow or I'm lazy and shifts it to what is it that my body needs right now and how can I create a nourishing path to meeting that need? So we're going to break this down into a practical exercise. I'm personally a fan of the seven dimensions of wellness. It's a rough guide to the different areas in our life that we need support in. So the seven dimensions are physical, spiritual, emotional, intellectual, vocational, social, and environmental. Now, what I want you to do today is simply pick one of those areas that you'd like to focus on. 
If you've listened to Habits Week, then this process may be a bit familiar, but I really want to go through it because it's, it is the process of getting curious and meeting your needs that I really stand by. And I want to really knock it in, like ingrain it into our brains, right? So what I want you to do today is simply pick one of those areas that you'd like to focus on. Again, the seven dimensions of wellness are physical, spiritual, emotional, intellectual, vocational, social, and environmental. So for my example that I'm going to use throughout this exercise, I'm going to choose physical. So once you've chosen your area that you'd like to focus on, ask yourself, what is working in this area? And then what is not working? Honor the good, right? We want to honor like, okay, these things are going well because we're start that's going to boost our motivation from the start. And then we need to be honest about what could improve. So for example, I'll say that physically um, what's working is that I do yoga every day. I drink a gallon of water every day. I do generally eat a lot of like vegetables and kind of have a lot of different kinds of vegetables in my diet. What's not working is that I love to sweat more often, like get a really good workout in. And I'd like to get more excited about cooking creative, nourishing meals at home. Sometimes I just kind of do the bare minimum and put some stuff on a plate and it's not very exciting to eat. Um, Okay, so we have the data, right? We have what's working, we have what's not working. Next, what would your best case scenario be under your current circumstance? This is important, right? Because we wanna make sure that we don't get caught up in if-then thinking, meaning like, if I get a Peloton bike, then I'll work out. Or if my kids would just sleep in till 8 a.m., then I could journal in the mornings. We're working with like what you're currently living in. So we're doing what now? Your best case scenario under your current circumstances. So physically, I would really like to go back to eating mostly vegetarian. That's something that my husband and I did for years. We've kind of just slowly added more meat in over the last year or so, and I think I'd like to go back to more veg. And I'd like to work out either cardio or strength training every weekday. So the question, the next question is, how are you benefiting from the way things currently are? It's important that we honor the part of us that's getting a need met here, right? There's a reason that our habits are the way that they currently are. There's some element of us that is benefiting from the current situation. So we just need to get really honest about that. So physically, um, if I don't work out at the end of the day, like I don't have to shorten my work days. So um, I don't have to turn down interviews or opportunities. I don't have to be present with myself when I eat meat. I can just pop something into the microwave instead of slowing down enough to really pay attention to what I'm choosing. All right, take the time to do that for yourself. And the next question is, How can you meet that need in a different way? So I just need to say no more often so that I have more free time, right? So that I feel more rested. I need less digital input so I can feel more present with my day-to-day life. My question for you, the next question for you is, do you want to do this? Is this something you even want or do you just feel like you're supposed to want to do it? Um, you know, I can say for me physically, I definitely want to go back to being a vegetarian. Very excited about it. I'm craving it. Workout wise, definitely feel the same way. Like it, there's an export of energy that I'm craving that I need on, on a regular basis. I, I like to say that I'm like a golden retriever. If I don't get my walk in or if you don't expend that physical energy, I'm going to tear up the house. <laughs> so for me, yes, it's definitely a yes and not just a should. 
But check yourself, right? If you're thinking like, I'm supposed to be this kind of person, I should, or if I wanted to, I would. Uh, No, you really need to be behind it. You really need to believe that it's what you want. It needs to be for you. Okay, the next question. What's preventing you from doing this right now? Like, why am I not already doing it? If I wanted to do it, why am I not doing it? And this is where we're going to get really honest about our obstacles. You know, what's standing in the way of creating this new habit? So for me, for our example, there's a very real obstacle that I have lung issues right now. My lungs are not in a happy, healthy place. And the winter weather and not having access to a gym is kind of a bad combination for that, right? Like I can't really go running like I would have, you know, in 2019 before pre-lung issues um, in the middle of winter because it's just an awful experience. Um, Then the other obstacle for me with veggies is just not having a clear plan for what I want to eat when I'm ordering the groceries. So I just kind of order the groceries and don't really think about adding in creative new recipes in that process. Okay, so we have our obstacle. So question, the next question is, how can you eliminate that obstacle? So this is the time we get into some creative problem solving, right? We get to go in and be like, all right, I said the obstacle, so how can I make this the path of least resistance? How can I create an easier path to what I want to do? So again, in our example, for me, strength training and maybe is probably going to be a better option right now than like going for a run or getting in a lot of cardio work, right? Because my lungs are are on the struggle bus. So I can definitely do some like low impact strength training stuff every single day without a problem. Maybe long term, like investing something like an exercise bike or something that we can do in the home for cardio that uh, allows for that kind of energy, right? And allows it for the cardio to happen indoors. Also, for the vegetable side of things, planning out lunches a week in advance and deciding ahead of time how they'll include vegetables into every single meal, maybe even getting some green juice to go with breakfast when I feel like I'm missing a little something and I want a little more vegetable in there. Okay, so now we've eliminated our obstacles. We have a plan for that. Now we need to know where will this fit into your life? So you get to give it a home in your schedule. If it's a daily or a weekly habit, give it a regular home. It needs to happen. You know, when is it going to happen on a daily or a weekly basis? If it's something that you just need to tackle once, like a big declutter, give yourself slots of time scheduled into your, your week or your month where you will work on that project. So an example for me, again, in our example, Working out will happen first thing at the end of my workday before dinner. This is a great time of day for me because I already have a morning routine that includes some yoga. It already has movement in it. I'm not going to add a workout to that. Um, I'm also kind of an afternoon, evening shower person. So um, working out at the end of the day is better for me because it's more around like my shower time. And I will meal plan every Saturday before I order groceries because I already clean out the fridge and order groceries on Saturday. It makes sense to just also meal plan at that time as well. All right, so we know where it lives. Now, how will you reward yourself for following through? Now, we don't, it's important to note that we don't only reward ourselves for full success. We just reward for continued participation, right? Like you showed up, you keep, you maybe didn't show up perfectly, but you showed up again and again and again. Rewards are also important because they incentivize our behavior kindly and without judgment. 
in sustainable change, we don't punish, right? We reward. So we need to have a, a reward set out from the beginning before we even try to work on this so we know what our incentive is. So a really fun reward for me is that if at the end of each week I've continued to show up in workouts and I'm eating like half, you know, eating lots of good veggies, then I can order takeout from one of my favorite vegetarian friendly restaurants as a reward. So now we know why we weren't doing it before, what was standing in our way, we've eliminated the obstacles, and we've made a plan for when we will move forward and how we will reward ourselves at the end. Taking the time to have this conversation with yourself is so worth it because you are setting yourself up for more sustainable growth that's implemented with tenderness, right? Versus not doing anything to make the process simpler for yourself and just expecting yourself to start tomorrow and to do a complete 180 in behavior, then it's usually a behavior that's been working for you in some way for some time, right? So the idea that you would just show up tomorrow completely differently without exploring any of the other elements and making the process simpler for yourself just isn't really fair. The relationship that I have to myself when I ask the question, why aren't you currently working out? And I get the answer that it sets my lungs on fire to go for a run outside. So I pivot and change it to resistance training instead is so much better than the one where I decide to start running tomorrow. And when I do, I come in coughing and crying and I abort ship on the plan and I feel like a failure. I'm still getting the result. I'm actually getting better results from myself, both in workout and in experience and in relationship to myself when I take just a few extra minutes to ask the right questions. Now, that doesn't mean that every day at the end of my workday, I'm going to be pumped to work out and that it won't feel like a chore or that I'll be energized to do it every single day. It just means I've created the easiest possible path to success by eliminating the obstacles and putting it on my calendar ahead of time and putting it at the easiest time of day for me to do it. At that point, it's almost easier just to follow through with what I said I'd do and get that takeout on Friday night than it is to skip it because it's all been laid out for me. Try it out on a habit this week and let me know how it goes. And today's food for thought is from James Ron. Success is neither magical nor mysterious. Success is the natural consequence of consistently applying basic fundamentals. Thank you guys so much for joining me for today's episode. If you have a second, leave a rating and review in iTunes. It means so much to podcasters like me, and I will see you tomorrow for another episode.